This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Thank you for downloading the Fly Fishing Consultant Podcast. This is Series 1, Episode 20, Life Obsessed with Fly Fishing. If you've already searched this podcast out on iTunes or somewhere on the internets, then you probably are, like me, obsessed with fly fishing. But what would life be like without our obsession with fly fishing? I'm going to talk about some things in my daily life that I'm sure are just going to totally parallel your daily life so let's get started first my house if i didn't fly fish what would my house be like i'm looking in my guest room right now and i've got a four foot long table that is covered about a foot deep in fly tie material to the left of that there's a bin of flies i have a trout stuffed animal on the guest bed above me i've got a brown trout rainbow trout and brook trout prints by joseph tomolari I've got a whole stack of reels hanging from my door in one of those over-the-door shoe holders. And if you went into our closets, it's nothing but fishing gear. Waders, rods, wading staffs, tie materials, camping gear for going on fly fishing trips, and every other accoutrement from... What do we got? I can see from here, there's nets, there's stripping baskets, there's monofilament, there's... Uh, bags, backpacks, shoulder packs, hip bags, everything related to fly fishing. Instead of having bikes hanging up on our bike rack, there's nets. If you were to leave this room and go into our other room, you're going to notice there's a rod rack hanging on the wall. There are flies on the coffee table on the kitchen table where there's actually a vice right now because my wife's out of town and I'm tying. Our bar is covered in flies. 
Everywhere you look, there's going to be a fly somewhere stuck in the carpet, in some little nook and cranny. If I didn't fly fish, I don't think I would have that. I'd guarantee it. If you went upstairs, you've got, uh, you know, my closet, basically, all the suits are in storage, and it's casting shirts, quick dry pants, uh, belts that have tarpon and striped bass on them, and then if you go in the bathroom, it's all of my different Dermatone sunscreens for me to put on in the morning before I go out. My house is completely covered in fly fishing gear. It's taken over basically every nook and cranny you can imagine. There's something related to fly fishing. If you're going to go into my car, you're going to notice it's covered in stickers. There are ceiling flies, which are just flies stuck to the material in the ceiling. The cup holders are full of split shot, swivels, thingamabobbers, and flies. The back seat is full of sunflower seed shells because when I'm fishing, I eat David Ranch sunflower seeds. And I spit them out the window when I'm driving, they fly back in. The wife is quite angry with that. I've got a rod rack I built out of bungee cords going from the back window to the front. Uh, my wife likes that she can hang the laundry from that when she picks up the dry cleaner. But other than that, it's a rod rack. So you've always got to get in the car and dodge four to five fly rods. The way back is full of a chair for me to sit in when I'm meeting clients. It's got magnets on the side of the car that advertise who I am, what I do. There's a Google barcode that you can zap with a smartphone on the side of my car that I'll tell you all about my company. And pretty much all over, there's going to be um, different things used for fly fishing. Tools, reels, spools, chunks of tippet left over. Basically, it looks like a fly shop defecated in the back of my car. My car is built around fly fishing. When I'm driving that car, things that fly fishermen always do. When you drive over a creek, what do you do? You look down. You slow down your car. You're on the right lane. And you look down slowly and say, hey, I wonder if I could fish that. I'm going to have to look at that at Google Maps when I come back. I'll make a mental note. When you see roadkill, what is it to you? Hopefully it's not free food. It's fly time material. Fly fishermen see dead animals and we think, hey, that's free fly time material. I can go grab that and have a free squirrel tail. Chipmunks, deer tails, turkey feathers, whatever. Dead animals to us are fly fishing materials. When I'm in Home Depot, grocery shopping, today I was at the craft store. I'm not looking in there for nuts and bolts. I'm actually looking for fly time materials. I seek out stores where I can probably find fly time materials. Earlier I talked about my clothing. If I wasn't a fly fisherman, would I be wearing quick dry pants all the time and shirts with huge bellowed pockets on the front with D-rings for attaching objects with sleeves that would roll up and the materials SPF 30 proof and dries fast? Would there be vents and capes on the back? Would my collars pop up to my shoulders to protect my neck and ears from sun? Probably not. I wouldn't wear flip-flops all the time. I'd probably wear shoes with laces, which I never understood why shoes have laces. Either wear cowboy boots or flip-flops. Highway boots, I can walk in mud, or I'm wearing wellies. Wellies, I can walk through mud, walk along the tidal basin, the stream bank. I can walk cow pastures and not have to worry about that. Most of my t-shirts have fish prints on them. I'm a big fan of the Patagonia organic cotton t-shirts. The uh, World Trout ones, the uh, James Prosec versions, they are awesome. They're the most comfortable cotton shirts I've ever worn. If I'm not wearing my own logo, I'm going to be wearing... Someone else's that's got trout on it, or tarpon, or bonefish. I've got a shirt with redfish on it. 
it's an obsession. It's it's borderline sickness. You know, if you're spending uh, all your money on, say, crack, and you want to sell things off to buy more crack, you've got an addiction. Today, I spent a ton of money at the yarn store. Those ladies think I'm crazy. Coming in there, spending $100 on yarn for fishing materials. But I, I'd just go ahead and sell some old material on Craigslist just to pay for that. That's what a crackhead does. And what about your dreams at night? When I'm dreaming, there's like seven or eight streams, lakes, and ponds that I always go to. They're made up. I couldn't tell you where in the world they are, but I have these dreams where I'm fishing a tailwater or I'm steelhead fishing a small spring creek. It doesn't even make sense, some of these dreams. Or I'm fishing pocket water and I'm watching hatches and, and I'm talking to people about fly fishing these places. Now, I'm sure if bait fishermen dream about digging worms or something, I dream about going out there and swinging a streamer through a deep hole with a two-handed rod. That's what I dream about at night. And what about your vacation? When you go on vacation, what do you bring? I bring like four fly rods. When I packed my last trip for Oahu, luckily my wife had room to take me on a business trip. I brought three fly rods, three reels, a backpack full of flies, lanyard, three spools of monofilament, my buff, you gotta have a buff. I've got five of them. I've got blue paisleys, I've got one with tarpon and bonefish, and then I've got three pirate ones that I wear to DC United games because people throw smoke bombs and you can put them over your nose and our supporters group, our logo is the skull and crossbones. Anyway, I digress. So, what did I do with all my prescription pills, all my clothing, all the important things that most sane non-fly fishing people would do? I put those in the check luggage. What did I take with me? The fly rods, the reels, the mono, the fishing equipment. So when our luggage got delayed because of snowstorms and showed up three days late, whatever, I was still fishing. Granted, I had to go out and buy a bathing suit because I showed up in a pair of Carhartts and cowboy boots, but I had my flip-flops in my overhead bag, my fishing gear, my camera equipment. Things are important to me. Now, however, if a non-fly fishing person tells you not to bring your fishing gear, don't listen to them. On our honeymoon to Kauai eight years ago, my wife was cool. She said I could bring four fly rods with me. She sat on the beach, had a, a rum drink while I fished. So our friend out there, Angela, her job, it's pretty cool. She is the scouting location manager for media, be it print, TV, film, whatever. So uh, like that Dick Dale commercial where he's playing guitar on the beach, that's out near Barking Sands Beach in Polahale State Park. So Angela uh, says, hey, you know, while you're out here, um, I've got this friend who drives a boat around the island. It's a 17-foot Zodiac. I've never been on it, but I send my clients to him. She's like, Pierce Brosnan was out last weekend. He drank a, a case of Dom Perignon with the captain and, and someone else. She's like, let's go on this boat, just buy the guys some beer and pay for gas. So we get down to the dock near uh, Hanalei Bay. If you ever driven through Hanalei Bay, roll up your windows if you don't want to get a contact bus. There's like a green fog through that town. So we get to the docks, and I've got two four-piece rods. i got my day pack with all this gear, and the captain's like, no, nah, no, nah, man. There's no room for fishing gear. There's no fish where we're going. And, uh, you know, I shouldn't have listened to him. He, he wasn't a fly fisherman. He had some great stories uh, about uh, what he used to do for Playboy. That's another story. He used to be, uh, it had to do with frozen grapes. Anyway, so uh, we're out on this boat. All my gear's back in the car. And I'm looking around like, man, there's room for like three coolers of beer. And we can at least fit two more people on this boat. Yet I couldn't bring 
four-piece fly rods. We get to our launch spot. We drop anchor. As soon as that anchor goes in, black trigger fish the size of trash can lids start showing up to our boat. And they are ready to eat whatever you throw at them. My wife's out there snorkeling. I'm throwing potato chips at her head. There are two-foot trigger fish jumping over her to get to these. You're throwing out rice. We're throwing out lettuce, tomato slices. You name it, these fish were eating it. If I had my... What did I bring out there? Nine-foot eight-weight, tip flex. If I had thrown out with just a little piece of bucktail on a hook, I would have gotten into fish left and right. But no, my fly fishing... uh, you know, experience wasn't transferred to this guy. He uh, didn't know what you know fly fishing was. Didn't know that you should always have a rod with you. So that's one thing. Vacations always take your stuff. Even if you're going to the desert. I was in the Kalahari in college visiting a childhood friend's dad. I brought my fly rods because you, you never know. All right, what else do I have to talk about? House. My closets are full. My car. My wife can't stand the fact that all this happens. She's she wants me to get my own man cave. You know, I have people over to tie flies, and we have a loft, so she can't close herself off and listen to iPod or watch something on Hulu because the sound carries. She can't stand the fly fishing nerd talk and the fact that, you know, the car always smells like shad or striped bass and that there's always wet waders outside the door and other things she has to deal with being a fly fishing wife. Hopefully, I conveyed what I deal with on a daily basis and all the people that live with you have to uh, witness is that we're a separate breed of human beings, man or woman. We fly fish. It's part of our daily lives. If you cut me, world, world coachmen are going to come out. You know, It's what we bleed. It's what we wake up for at 4 in the morning to go out. It's why I would go camping in 3-foot snow banks with minus 30 wind chills. The things that we put up with, it's because we're obsessed. Our lives resolve, revolve around it. And that's about all I have to say on the matter. So thank you for downloading this podcast. I Hopefully uh, it had to do with uh, what you deal with on a daily basis. And uh, I could go on and on, but I got to go tie some flies. So thank you for downloading. Uh, hit me up on uh, Facebook or Twitter. Cheers.